All right, ladies and gentlemen, week four is in the books. The league is taking shape. Uh, the cream is rising to the top, and unfortunately, there are some teams who have fallen to the bottom here early on. Uh, I, you'll notice that I am starting the week off, uh, or starting the podcast off, and, and my, my co-host, Derek, uh, has some official Wyoming business that he is attending, so um, I will never understand why anyone would want to hear the opinion of it's good to be the queen, but uh, this week we're going to welcome on Steve uh, to do a little bit of recap and a little bit of predictions with us. But, uh, Steve, I guess uh, I wish I could say it was good to have you on. Uh, good to be on. I know the requests have been great, uh, almost unanimous, I understand. So uh, look forward to giving my two cents today. Well, that's great. Well, we'll get right into it. Don't want to keep you guys too long. Uh, also, you'll notice that we're just back after last week. We took a week off. Uh, only five people, we can see who all listened to it. Only five people listened to the podcast last week. So uh, we decided to take a week off, uh, get your ears perked up again. So we're going to jump right in. We're going to start over uh, with a, a team that made a trade right before the week uh, versus another team who was 2-1 and one going in in uh, Brent versus Sam. Uh, Sam makes the trade right before the week. Uh, to get Wayne Gallman and Chris Carson, trades away his number one draft pick and Le'Veon Bell. Uh, ends up not being enough with Brent taking it 135.6 to 118.7. Christian McCaffrey uh, leading the way with 28.9. And Austin Eckler at 26.7. Uh, but we'll see how that goes in our predictions going forward. With Austin Eckler probably taking the bench here. But, Dad, what, what do you have to say about this team? Uh, Brent has been the surprise team in the league to me this year. Uh, he is producing every week. Uh, I actually thought Sam had a chance on this one, but uh, when you got Christian McCaffrey uh, putting up the points week after week that he is, and Austin Eckler has been a um, has been medicine for Brent, uh, but that's getting ready to come to a stop, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, Sam put up a reputable 118 points, and that would have won most games. But as you have said many times, you got to play the team. You got to beat the team you're playing. So uh, uh, Brent did uh, had th three players over 20 points this week. So uh, uh, congratulations to Brent. He is showing us uh, his ability to be a champion in this league. Uh you know, agree to disagree on some things there. One of his best players was his defense. New England's defense has been incredible all year. Uh, but again, I don't know how much skill it takes to pick a defense, but their schedule has been really easy and it just gets easier in the next couple of weeks. So that could be something to look out for with Brent's defense potentially being his second best player after Eckler goes away. Um, but yeah, I look to Sam. I think he has a formidable team as long as Saquon Barkley stays out. So uh, moving on, we're going to move to the game of Bill and Calvin, this one was one of the only ones that came down to the wire last night. Bill takes a 21.2 point lead into Monday night. Uh, and wouldn't you know it, James Conner ends up getting 22.5 points, getting Brent the win by, or sorry, Calvin the win by 1.3. Uh, both teams were 0-3 going into the game. It was a must win for both. Uh, Bill's team, Todd Gurley, finally showed up with 22.5 Cortland Sutton is currently the number 14 receiver on the year, uh, has been having a, a great year. Bill had him in the starting lineup of great coaching decisions. But at the end of the day, 
Uh, that 1.3 points made the difference, and Calvin gets the win and moves to one and three uh, in the East Division. Uh, yeah, I, I'd just like to say that uh, uh, in, in week four, I was so disappointed in the Rector family, period. I mean, we had uh, the three younger Rectors. They couldn't get it done, and uh, it took the King to represent the family this week. Uh, on, Bill's, uh, on Bill's game, all he needed to do was make the right choice. Uh, he played um, Larry Fitzgerald, and uh, we were just, you know, a Tyrell Williams. Uh, we were a Tariq Cohen away from him getting the victory. So, again, poor decisions on Bill's part uh, ties him with the famous blood, sweat, and beers for last place in the league. A perfect record, I might add. Well, when, when, you, when you look at it and you look at who scored what points, both teams had players underperform, but mainly you look across at Bill's team, and Adam Thielen with 1.6 points is what ultimately was Bill's demise in this game. Uh, you know, Bill's second round draft pick coming out and that offense is atrocious right now. We're not really sure moving forward uh, what Minnesota's passing game is going to look like. We've seen it with Diggs this year, but Adam Thielen getting 1.6. I don't think anyone would have predicted that. Uh, and that ultimately spells the end for Bill Addy's daddy. Will you have it? Uh, and moving on, we're going to move over to the game verse. It's good to be the king versus blood, sweat and beers. I I'll take the first stab at this game. Uh, you know, I've wanted to give Todd a chance all year. I've wanted to look at his team and find reasons to believe that he has a competitive team. And when you looked at it early season, uh, Juju Smith with Ben Roethlisberger, you thought maybe with Antonio gone, Juju could do something. I never was really high on Joe Mixon, but he's the talents there. The offense just isn't, uh, just had a lot of question marks. And I'm ready to jump off the ship. The panic button has officially been pressed uh, about as hard as you could press it. Uh, Todd goes and puts up 67.2 points. Uh, would have lost to literally any other team, even me. We'll get to my game where I had a piss poor week. But uh, I'm officially out on blood, sweat, and beers this season. You know, I think that it's something that Todd can can bounce back from. You can only have so many bad years in a row. So it's it's got to look up at some point. But this year um, – you know, I don't think there's much he can do to pull himself out of this gutter. Across the field, not much that needs to be said. Dad's team was carried by a few different players, one being Jordan Howard. I mean, it's just uh, there's nothing you can say. What You know, he, you're going to hear uh, Steve talk about how it was the right coaching decision, but with Saquon Barkley being out, there wasn't really a coaching decision to make. He was actually the only other active running back other than Gus Edwards, who he wasn't going to play on his roster. And so not really a coaching decision, but he went out, got the job done, scored three touchdowns. Dad puts up 116, uh, gets a convincing win to move the two and two, which is good for fourth in the West division. Uh, Princess, I'll, I'll let you take a shot at this. Let's talk about uh, blood, sweat, and beers for just a second. I believe it was last uh, Thursday uh, after a 31-point performance by Jordan Howard, which, again, uh, I could have took Edwards. Uh, you know, it was a coaching decision that I made. Uh, you can tell me that there's no other coaching decision to be made, but I did it. 
Uh, I also had a zero uh, on my scoreboard, but I fought through it and I got the victory. Uh, Todd's team, however, uh, last year this seems eerily similar, except it's worse. Uh, we need to uh, we need to have an intervention here. Uh, Todd is Todd just you know it started before the year even. Uh, it started at the draft. He wasn't prepared. Thursday night he's out drinking when he should be looking at his team and preparing. I just I just don't see the commitment here. Yes, I love his hundred dollars, but I just don't see anything on this. Uh, Kyler Murray is his best player. Uh, it's uh, it's sad. Uh, he needs to rebuild. They actually need to find a new head coach. Uh, but thank you, Todd, for the donation of $100. I think I speak for 11 other teams in this league. And as far as uh, it's good to be the king, I know I get a lot of grief from uh, especially one of the uh, uh, coaches in this league, but you can't argue with the leading point total in the league through four weeks. I may be two and two, but that's because I bring the best out of everybody when they face the king. Well, that was uh, my ears are bleeding at this point after listening to that spiel. But we're going to go ahead and move on to the Sheriff's versus Austin, who currently has two lightning bolts in his name, uh, which we'll get to in predictions with Melvin Gordon coming back. Uh, but this was one where Austin really needed to win. You know, when we look at the playoff standings, uh, Austin being two and two, he has a favorable schedule coming up. Um but going to one and three in the division that he's in with the teams in that division, it's going to be tough sledding uh, to get into the playoffs from that division. He seems to be very confident, has virtually guaranteed his playoff berth. Uh, but Derek takes this one, 117 to 101. Derek has been one of the more consistent teams in the league to this point. Uh, getting production from different places every week. Last week, Keenan Allen goes for 30-something. Chris Godwin goes for 30-something this week. Uh, and then if you have anybody on Tampa Bay, uh, I think the time to play him is if you are playing Austin because he has been absolutely demolished by Chris Godwin and Mike Evans in the past couple weeks. Um, but yeah, Derek gets the win three and one in the West division currently good for first place. And Austin drops the one and three currently good for fifth place in the West division. Uh, yeah. Uh, two things here, probably the surprise coach of the year in Derek. Uh, great job. Again, made a uh, – Godwin won him the game. There's just no question about it. And Austin, on the other hand, I'm looking so, for so much out of that boy, and he just continues to underperform. Uh, I'm not sure that uh, he's going to be able to recover from a one-and-three start. Um, I hope he can just bring it back to – I'm disappointed in Austin. I, I just – I think that he should be able to adjust his team and play to win. He played to lose this week. I, I, that's all I can say. He, he played to lose. You sound, you sound pretty tore up over that game. It does I, sound, sound like you expect a lot from Austin. I, I expect more than I'm getting. Let's put it that way. And I'm getting more than I expect out of there. Uh, well, I will, I will go ahead and make it known. Uh, you would have said Derek was going to get the Sacco. Maybe you would have said Todd. 
Uh, but I did say Derek would make the playoffs, and currently he is making me look smart. And another team that's making me look smart in that regard is we're going to move over to Nate versus Seth in uh, – well, I say he's making me look smart, but this week uh, we'll get to why he only put up 80 points. But Seth gets the win by 39 points, 109 to 80. Uh, Seth's team has a pretty solid week. Leonard Fournette runs for 200-something yards and uh, has a dominant week. But uh, this was a story about Nate. Now, Nate moving forward, you know, right before we said Sam made a trade. It ends up being with Nate. Uh, and Nate gets Le'Veon Bell, who was on his oh. bye week. And now we'll be coming back to play this week. But Nate kind of knew he was throwing in the towel going into this week, was at 3-0, and felt like he had a loss to give. And boy, did he give it. Uh, and he actually gave up his second spot in the West Division. Uh, you know, I'll let you talk about it. But right now, after this week, uh, Seth currently sits at second in the West and Nate currently sits at third in the West, both at 3-1. and I, I'll, I'll let you give your two cents on these coaches in this game. Uh, yeah, so uh, Nate fell on the sword this week, and I understand why. It's because in week five he's playing the king, and he's trying to position himself in the best that he can to give me a good game. And by the way, he's already started with the talk, and I can handle it. Uh, Seth is a surprise uh, team this year. He is putting it together. He's performing well. Uh, he's got a good, solid team. And um, I was shocked at the ease in which he beat Nate. Uh, so I, I'll just say I expected more out of Nate, and um, he let me down this week. But I understand it because he wants week he wants week five bad. Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. And moving on to the game that I wish didn't even happen. Uh, this game was over by about one thirty. Uh, but we're going to move on to the, what would have been the game of the week had there been a podcast last week. Tyler Hickman versus John Rector uh, in what was the matchup of two 3-0 and o teams. One came to play and one did not. Uh, I'll, I'll let you take first stab at this one. You know, I would like to say be gentle, but I have a feeling that is not going to be the way that this happens. I would gladly like to take a stab. This is like the boys in the white cowboy hats playing uh, – the guys in the black hat. Uh, this one was over, as you said, before it started. Double, more than doubled your score. This is a poor representation by you and Nate both this past week. Two undefeated teams. Now there's only one. Uh, and it couldn't be a nicer guy. I mean, what a quality coach. Uh, just uh, doesn't do a lot of talking. He performs. Uh, and I'm telling you, it was an ass whooping. Uh, I just, that's all I've got to say. Um, you know, I, I wish I could, I wish I could, there, there's nothing I can say, uh, to sugarcoat the fact that this was an utter disappointment for my team. Uh, it's one of those things where my team is very game script dependent and literally every game script that could have gone wrong did, uh, it was just one of those things. It, it was a freak. It was a freak week for my team. I don't envision this being a normal thing. You know, I come off putting up 178. Uh, my fear, and I see a lot of it in my team, the talent's there, but I fear that I might have a team similar to what Todd had a few years ago, if you'll remember, when he would put up 180 in one week, put up about 64 the next, put up 150 the following, and then about 26 the next week. I, 
I look at my team and see the talent, uh, you know, two of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Uh, then T.Y. Hilton being hurt didn't help, but I don't envision him scoring 75 points if he's playing, so that doesn't really matter. Um, but, yeah, just an utter disappointment. I give it up to Tyler. He leads. He led the league in scoring after this week. Um, you know, it, it, it was just a great performance by him. There's not much I could have done. No decisions I could have made that would have made this week any better. We just have to look forward, move forward, and be better. Um, yeah, so so quickly, we're going to get into the standings after this week uh, and let you know how it sits, and then we will get into some predictions. So currently in the East Division, Tyler sits atop at 4-0, and which is also good for the lead in the whole league. Uh, myself, I am at 3-1. and Brent is at 3-1. and Sam is fourth at one and three, Calvin at one and three, and Bill at 0 oh and four. Then we move to the West. You have Derek sitting atop at three and one, uh, Seth at three and one in second, Nate at three and one in third, Steve at two and two, uh, the only two and two team in the league at in fourth, Austin at one and three in fifth, and then Blood, Sweat, and Beers and Todd Griffin at 0 oh and four. Uh, so a big week coming up, some big games we will get into. Uh, first, we're going to start with a matchup that should be an easy pick, but it's against two teams that have not performed to this point. We're going to go with Todd versus Austin. Uh, currently, the spread, Austin is projected 110 points, and Todd is currently projected 83. Steve, since you love both of these guys, I'll let you take the first stab at this game. Okay, uh, I'm going to give it to you in the long version. Austin by 50 yeah uh there's not much to say about this game i gave my two cents i'm getting off my soapbox on todd uh i think austin you know if i'm looking at austin's team i think lamar dalvin and michael thomas might win this game by themselves uh but it, I, I just don't think that todd's got a chance i really I, I and i love todd to death todd is my best friend in the world but i have to say this because i am unbiased I honestly don't know if I see Todd winning a game this entire year we could have our first defeated team uh go, and that, that's all I'm going to say about it I, I it hurts me to say anything like that uh, but we're going to move on to Lori likes the footlong versus mild concussions Calvin versus John uh, the current spread on this one is John 116 Calvin 105 uh, one thing to note in this game Dalvin or Dalvin um Devontae Adams is not projected to play in this game uh steve once again since this is my game i will give you first crack uh, i think this uh game has uh potential to be a co-game of the week um, i believe that you're trending down certainly calvin's trending up now also calvin was playing bill and you know bill's my firstborn good boy but you know, it's pretty sad to see him 0-4 there. I, I will say that even though he's 0-4, the spread between him and he and Todd uh, is is night and day. So, uh, I do look for Bill to get at least one win this year. But when we, when we get back to uh, Calvin, uh, I'm thinking this is going to be a close game. Uh, I think it'll be a lot closer than uh, uh, anyone predicts. I, I actually am going to take Calvin – to extend a winning streak to two uh, in a 110 to 109 uh, backbreaker for John. 
Um, I, I respectfully disagree. I think when your number one pick doesn't play, um, that's got to be pretty tough. Uh, you know, get, I'm going to take myself again, Calvin, great coach. Um, nothing bad to say. I just think when I look across, uh, not seeing Devonte Adams is something that, um, I think is going to benefit me substantially. Uh, and just a lot of question marks on his side. Um, you know, as you've seen though, my team has a very low floor for what they do and a very high ceiling for what they do. So hopefully we can meet somewhere in the middle and get this one done. Um, but I'm going to take me over Calvin. Uh, moving on, we are, going to go, we are going to go to what is we're going to call, uh, well, I'm not going to do the game of the week yet. We're going to go on to the battle of brothers in Team Lick My Bells and Sam Rector and Addie's Daddy and Bill. Uh, this is one that, that, that I feel like is tough to call. Now, Bill has been trending up. I know he's 0-4. Uh, he started to score a few more points. He's starting to figure out what his team is going to look like on a week-to-week basis. Uh, what I will say about Sam's team is Sam is a coach who was not acceptant of where he was at. He was very, very close to becoming 2-2. Two and two. Unfortunately, he could not get it done. Um, but when I look at this matchup, it's just one of those things where I, there's a lot of question marks on Bill's side. Marquise Brown, Cortland Sutton. Two guys who are unproven. Both are playing well right now, currently the 15th and 19th receivers. Adam Thielen, the second-round pick for Bill, I just don't see the Vikings being able to get the ball in his hands. He went on a rant last week after the game, basically saying that they have to be able to throw the ball at some point. Um, I just think that this one, I think it's going to be close. Um, I love both of these coaches. I love what they're trying to do with their teams. Um but I'm going to take Sam in this one in a very close game. Uh, give me Sam by a few. Uh, I've got to tell you, I believe that uh, lack of preparation will uh, lose a game for you. Uh, you've got John Ross uh, that is not going to play. You've got a Washington defense that's probably going to give up 45 against New England. Sam has not made any adjustments yet. You look at Bill's team. And he is averaging 103 points a game. So he's not going to be a pushover. I look for an upset here, and I'm taking Bill again in a squeaker. Uh, This will probably be be about 102 to 100 Bill in a tight game. You know, I could see it going that way as well. I think that's going to be one that I'm not going to be surprised whichever team wins. Uh, But we're going to move on to – what could arguably be called the game of the week, but due to some, some circumstances within the team, uh, I, I just I see this game being very one-sided. But we're going to talk about Tyler versus Brent, uh, 4-0 in the East Division versus 3-1 in the East Division. Big divisional matchup here. Uh, you know, you look at what Tyler did last week, and it was nothing short of spectacular. He had a lot of production from a lot of different players. Uh, you know, Nick Chubb ran for 2,000 yards and had a great week. I just think Tyler seems pretty balanced. Christian Kirk might not play this week, so that's one thing to keep your eye on. Um, Kenny Galladay on a bye. So I think it could end up squeaking to be a little bit closer. But when you look at Brent's team, uh, TJ Hawkinson, uh, one of the better tight ends in the NFL, is hurt right now. He also is on a bye, so maybe he can come back. But Brent currently doesn't roster another tight end, so we'll see what happens on waivers tonight. But Austin Eckler is going to be that question mark. Brent, Brent is so, so so there's been some drama with Brent and Austin where uh, the head coach of the Chargers came out and said it. 
Melvin Gordon's our guy. When he comes back, he is our starter. Uh, you know, he's our guy. Uh, and Austin Eckler's probably going to go back into a 10-touch role. Brent seems to believe that Austin Eckler's probably going to be the number one running back when it's all said and done, the number one overall running back. Uh, and so there, there's been some drama in that department. But I see what Austin sees. And, and when you see Austin Eckler, DJ Moore has a lot of question marks. McCall Hardman's hit or miss. DJ Shark's been pretty good, but it's still Jacksonville. And Carolina's been very good against the pass. He doesn't have a tight end roster. Devontae Freeman's been hit or miss. I just think Tyler has much a much higher floor than Brent has. And I really think we could see Brent's floor this week. Give me Tyler uh, probably by between 10 and 15 points. I, I Unfortunately, you know, I would love to see Tyler lose and give myself a chance to get back to, to first in that division. But I just don't see it happening here. Give me Tyler in this matchup. Uh this is the first game where we agree on uh, Tyler's team has turned out to be a uh, scoring machine. Uh, Jameis Winston's having a good year. Uh, Nick Chubb, awesome. Uh, the Panthers' defense actually is playing good and, and scoring well. I look for Greg Olson to have a bounce back week this week. So uh, I agree with you also that uh, uh, Brent's probably seen his best week and be looking for this to be a spread of about 20 points. Give me Tyler as well. Very nice. Very nice. Well, moving on to the second to last game, we are going to go over to Nate versus Steve. Uh, I'm going to take the first crack at this one because this is your game. Uh, this one's going to be a tough one. Uh, and I'll be honest, the trade that Nate made um, – he traded for Le'Veon Bell in an offense where he's getting 30 touches a game, uh, but they can't move the ball at all. They don't have a quarterback who can currently throw it. Now, Nate may have made it for when Sam Darnold comes back. Maybe it opens up. Le'Veon Bell comes back to being a top 10 running back. But right now, uh, it's pretty tough. Um, you know, you look at you look at his team. He's starting Taylor Gabriel this week. He's starting Eric Ebron this week. He's starting Frank Gore this week. Those are not players that I want to see in a lineup. Granted, when you look at your team, you see Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, he's going he's gonna to be great. Top three quarterback every week. Has a good matchup. That's fine. I, I will pencil that in. Josh Jacobs against Chicago. You don't have anyone else to play. It's not a good matchup in the least bit. Um, you know, the game script might be in his favor. He might be able to get a touchdown. But if he doesn't, I, I don't even see him breaking double digits. Jordan Howard is going to be a question mark. I, I just don't. Miles Sanders looked good last week. Jordan Howard just got the touches that meant something in the red zone. Um, I, do I think he'll go for 31? No. Could I see him scoring low double digits? Sure. Amari Cooper has been hindered by that foot. Did not have a good week last week. Luckily, again, as we said, you were lifted by Jordan Howard. Uh, so Amari didn't need to have that good of a week. And you played a guy who scored 60-something points. Um, I, and Green Bay's had, had a good defense all year. I think this game's going to be relatively low scoring. I don't look for either of these teams to light the world on fire this week. But what I'm going to go with is the team that has the better receivers. DeAndre Hopkins has not been great this year, but has a great matchup against Atlanta. I look for him to get back on track this week. Mike Evans against New Orleans. Maybe, maybe uh, Tampa Bay has figured something out. You know, I, I've got to go with Nate in this game. Nate to move to 4-1. and one. Uh, your team, just when you're starting Ted Ginn, Muhammad Sanu, and Jordan Howard, I don't think it's a sustainable starting lineup. They may give you decent weeks at times, but I just don't see a formula where that works long-term. Give me, Nate, in a low-scoring game between these two teams. Well, uh, 
I understand your uh, position here. Uh, I will tell you that Le'Veon Bell in the starting lineup against the Philadelphia defense that stops the run. Uh, yes, he's got some good matchups with DeAndre Hopkins. Tom Brady is probably going to light the world on fire. Derrick Henry uh, will probably have a have a decent game, but uh, um, when you got Gabriel, Ebron, and Gore uh, at the bottom of your list, uh, I, I just can't see that Nate is going to be able to pull this out. Uh, I look at my team. And I have somebody new that steps up every week. Is it going to be Sanu? Um, is it going to be Josh Jacobs this week against a Chicago defense? Uh, my team has been performing uh, and, I, and not being biased here. And certainly there's plenty of bias in this league. But I've got to give myself in a close matchup a two-point victory over Nate. That one will be an interesting game. And then we're going to move on to the last game, try to wrap this up into what we are going to call the game of the week this week. Uh, first in the West Division versus second in the West Division, both three and one. Derek Shook and the Sheriffs versus Team Suspension and Seth Harden. I- I've already looked at this one for about 10 seconds, and, and I've realized that this isn't going to be close for me. Um, Seth is starting Jarvis Landry, Sterling Shepard, and Josh Gordon. Three guys who I just don't – I'm not very high on. Uh, You know, he does have Zeke and he does have Leonard Fournette. Neither of them have very good matchups this week. Uh, Leonard's going against Carolina, who's had a very stout defense all year, and Ezekiel Elliott is going against Green Bay, once again, stout defense. Matt Ryan has a pretty good matchup. Uh, Austin Hooper's been pretty good all year, and having them stacked is very good. Mark Ingram's been pretty solid all year as well. But when I look across at Derek's team, he's averaging 139 points a game. He currently has the fourth quarterback, the sixth running back, first and second receivers, sixth receiver, fifth tight end, and 13th receiver. I just look at, look at Derek's team, and they're solid top to bottom. That, that, that's the reality of what I'm looking at is he drafted a great team. I said it since week one that Derek's team was going to be a force to be reckoned with, was going to make the playoffs, was going to be in the conversation at the end when it was all said and done. Um, I just look at his team. And his team is performing at a high level with Sammy Watkins having that one elite game in week one. So when's he, he, and he's getting nine targets a game from Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in the NFL. So when is that going to, when is that going to turn up? It could be this week. He's got a good matchup against Indy. Um, I just think that his team is too good right now. And I just, I'm lower on Seth's team uh, than what he's getting credit for in three and one. He, He didn't have a tough matchup last week playing Nate. Um, give me Derek and, and honestly in a convincing fashion and, and Seth is projected more in this game, but again, I, I'm not a big projections guy. Give me Derek. I think it's going to be a pretty convincing win. Derek moves to four and one Seth moves to three and two. The matchup, the matchup of the teams that I thought would be one and three a piece right now. Uh, these two coaches have performed well this year. Um, I, see this game as being very close. I do not think that this game is going to be a runaway by either team. Um, you do have some favorable matchups uh, on Derek's side, uh, Kamara against Tampa Bay, uh, James White against Washington. Um, you know, I, I think that I'm going to have to go with Derek, but I would not be surprised to see Seth's team pull this one out. He's been a surprise all year long. 
I think that this is going to be a higher scoring game. I think this is going to be a 115 to 117, 118 game. But I will take Derek in a close one. Well, there you have it. Uh, you know, it's going to be a big week in week five. Um, you know, the real question, I, I just, I'm looking right now at the points four in the league. And the fact that Todd has scored 313 points uh, in this entire season is, is unbelievable. I, I can't get that through my head. Um, but again, Dad, you know, just to your point about Seth, Seth currently is second in points against. So he has had the second least amount of points scored against him. Um, so I haven't been overly impressed with his team at this point. He's middle of the pack and scoring. So uh, we'll see what happens with Derek and his team. But, um, you know, look to have another great week this week. Waivers go through tonight. So make sure you get those in. Uh, Steve, I'll, the floor is yours. Any last words? Uh, again, guys, sorry that you've had to listen to dad talk about his team for 30 minutes. But uh, Steve, any last words? Uh this has been fair and unbalanced uh, and very balanced report. Uh, this has been the conservative versus the liberal uh, reporting. Uh, I'll give it to you true. I think that we have uh, any week, we have 11 teams that could win a game. And then there's Todd. Uh, I, I'm sorry uh, for Todd. I mean, Lord knows he's a good kid. I, he's like a son to me, but uh, uh, I see 0 and 12 this year. I, I thought that his team at least would be better than Tennessee, but Tennessee has more wins than he does. Uh, it's it's not good. Uh, I, I'm proud of Derek and Seth. Disappointed in Austin. Uh, Tyler's the man. My children, my children let me down last week. I expect victories from my children. Uh, that's all I've got to say this week. I appreciate the guest spot on here. Once again, just like last year, uh, the other side of your liberal broadcast has better things to do uh, than take care of his business in this league, and that's reporting the news. Well, I, you know, I'll leave you with this. Don't talk bad about my co-host. He, he works more than you ever do, which is pretty much none. You just kind of sit there in your chair and play Candy Crush. Uh, the, actually, one more question, uh, and I just want the simple answer. What level are you on on Candy Crush? Uh, I don't play Candy Crush. I work all the time. Okay, so that's probably in the 3,500s now in Candy Crush. So world record Candy Crush player. Uh, guys, it's been a pleasure. Sorry for the long podcast. Look forward to getting at it next week. Hope everyone has a great week, and we will see you uh, for Thursday Night Football in a couple days. Thanks, Go, guys. go Braves. <laughs>